Welcome, Hudson Valley, to this week's edition of In Touch, the public affairs and issues program that runs across Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley radio stations. Happy New Year! We made it through one week. Thank you for spending your new year getting in touch with what's going on in the Hudson Valley. Hope you've had a terrific holiday season, and as we settle back into real life, I hope you'll be able to find many things to celebrate this year. This week's guest is Alethea Taylor, Executive Director of Our Children. Our Children is a leading provider of services to incarcerated and formerly incarcerated women in New York State. We discussed their 360 wraparound service, which offers mentoring, resources, and more for mothers who are incarcerated and their children. We also talk about adverse childhood experiences and the importance of building a strong community. We invite you to join us and listen to a previously recorded conversation between Alethea and myself here on In Touch. Hello, Hudson Valley. You're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. Happy New Year. This is incredible to be with you guys here in 2023. Excited to have brand new conversations with phenomenal people all around New York who are making a difference and, of course, keeping you in touch with everything that you need to know. Uh, We have an incredible episode lined up for you guys today. With us, we have the executive director at Our Children. We have Alethea Taylor. Alethea, how are you today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really happy to have you here, and I think this is a great topic to discuss along with the organization and everything. Um, Great way to start off the new year, and I think it's a very meaningful and impactful topic that we have here today, and I think there's no better way to get into it than just simply asking, what is Our Children? All right. Well, again, thank you so much. Our Children is an organization that uh, centers around um, women getting their children and reuniting with their children when they come home from prison or from jail. And so Our is H-O-U-R, which means the hour of her arrest, the hour of their visit, and the hour of their reunification. These are some important um, times in a child's life. And we want to make sure that if a woman get arrested, that the child can still visit their mother. And so, and that they are in community together. What do I mean by that? That while they're incarcerated, there is still a relationship that continues and that we're building. So that's what our children does, continues to build relationships and family bonds during and after incarceration. Wow, that's definitely very meaningful and impactful that's going on there. And to be in a situation where families are broken up like that, it's extremely difficult, whatever that might be. And uh, talking about making sure that the children have that access to their mothers and to be able to keep that bond going, I think that kind of leads into something I was reading about on your website, Adverse Childhood Experience. So can you talk to us a little bit about the effects that this has on the youth? Of course. So, you know, adverse childhood experiences are traumatic events that occur in the childhood. So whether it's a violence, abuse, or growing up in a family with mental health or substance use issues, all these things affect the child and affects the brain and the development. And the other piece of that, you know, criminal justice issues and histories of families where a family member is in and out of jail, that's something that also is traumatic to the family. So one of the things that we work to do is to arrest that issue, is to really work with a child 
to make sure that they are united with their families. And not only mom, but if there is a relationship that can be built with grandmother, with uncle, and so forth, so that the child also has some very positive role models um, within their lives. And what we're trying to do, not what we're trying, is what we're doing is we want to reduce the harms of ACE, adverse childhood experiences, that can be long-lasting and affect someone even into their adulthood. The other issue for us is, you know, Having family members that may go in and out of prison, we want to stop that process for that child. And um, not dealing with some of these traumatic issues of abuse, um, neglect, or just having a dysfunctional household is the ways that we, we work with the child to do that. In fact, uh, we received a grant in um, August to hire a child therapist which we're so excited for, uh, to be able to help and address that. We have teenagers that have been asking for therapists, but they don't want to go to the therapist that their mom goes to. Mm-hmm. And so we have someone that works with mom and the child, but the child wants their own therapist separate from that. So this is another way that we're working on adverse childhood experience, not only for mom, I mean for the child, but also for mom as well. Absolutely. And that's spectacular what you're saying about uh, being able to get the uh, therapist that allows the children involved to have a sense of autonomy there and more of their own voice, I can imagine. So that's great that that service is available for them. I think this is a great program and there's so much more that we can get into on all this. Um, Can we get into some of the programs that you have specifically working with the children and working with the moms? Uh, One thing uh, I would hope to start out with, if that's fine with you, is mentoring programs that you have for not just uh, children, but for uh, for the moms as well. Can we talk about the mentoring programs and how that works? So every mother that comes out of prison or who are in our community, we work with them to see if they would love to have a mentor. And what the purpose of this relationship is, is that some women have been incarcerated for 20 years. They need guidance sometimes when they get home. And we provide a mentor that can help them. So, for example, some of the mentors may just help them do daily things, like how do you use um, the new cell phone that you have when you went in and you were dealing with tokens on the MetroCard system and now uh, everything is on your phone. How do you deal with that? Um, Also, what are some issues that you have with your children that you're going to be experiencing when you come home? And having a guidance and someone to talk with. Also, something as simply as going out to dinner and going to a play and going to a show so that everything becomes much more normalized. We also have mentors for our our youth as well so that these kids um, are able to connect with adults that may not have a criminal justice background, but these are people in our community that just love working with children and understand the needs of a child. And so take them on to plays or take them to the park or engage with them and their family members and have um, different opportunities to collaborate on projects. And again, you know, we have mentors that may be an architect, so they'll introduce the child to a world maybe they've never known before. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of unique opportunities that exist, the goal is we want that child to not be stuck in some sort of system, and the mentors really help them um, are not stuck in own world of whether well, I just do this in Long Island City and I'm not anywhere else or involved in any other activities. So that's what our mentors do. But just to, I just like to go over the bigger picture of the organization. Absolutely. 
So our children provide services in prison, in jails, and then home. So many of our women, we've already started with working with them prior to them coming out of Bedford Hills and Taconic. So we're in Westchester um, really working at programs. So, for example, we have parenting from behind. I think people forget that you're still a mother and a parent, a dad, when you're incarcerated. So mm -hmm. we teach them how to do homework. We teach them how to talk about conversations with about their boyfriend's girlfriends. We teach them how to handle problems in, in grandparents or when the father won't allow the child to come, and we help to negotiate those relationships. So those are things that we're doing. They do art. They do birthday gifts, and we make sure we have gifts for them uh, so that the mother is sending over a gift to every child that they have every birthday, and they're acknowledging it. So those are the types of things that we're doing in the prisons and jails. Then when that mother comes home, she comes home to housing. So our children provide housing, communal housing, and permanent housing. Then we also have the mother needs to furnish those rooms and or apartments. So we created a thrift shop to meet that need, along with clothing, because, of course, when you come home, the styles have changed over 20 years. Mm. And different. So we want them to be able to have somewhere that they can shop. And this is all at cost, our cost. They're not paying for anything. Food security is a huge issue for when people come home. So one of the things that we provide for, for women that come home or the ones that we take from our communities is access to a food pantry where they're getting free food, uh, organic food, and so that they are living uh, and, and making sure that they have healthy meals on their table. Again, um, this is all free. The other thing is mom needs to go to work. So we have a working program along with child care. So we offer a TOTS program with the little babies, zero to three. Then we offer after school for when they come home, and a teen scene program. So as you can see, we're looking at every aspect, 360 of the woman, to make sure that we're meeting. And then to your point about adverse <clears throat> um, ACE, I should say, we have a mental health therapist that's working with that mother as well. Um, along with housing specialists because eventually the mother may want to move out of communal living and we don't have houses for er permanent housing for everyone so we have a housing specialist and we address substance abuse counseling as well so this is just a very um, significant wraparound services so that we can meet almost every need of the woman absolutely Absolutely incredible. Yes, you guys are working very hard in order to make sure that the new life that could be built is, you know, structured and supported as best as possible. And I think that is something very commendable. You're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's Public Affairs and Issues Program. We are speaking with Alethea Taylor, Executive Director of Our Children. Now, Our Children is working to support incarcerated mothers and their children from before incarceration to the incarceration till being released and everything. And it's an incredible 360 program that is going on there. I have so many questions with everything that you have said already, and I will try to narrow it all down. Uh, one thing that we were talking about was mentoring. And one quick question that I had about that, do you, is this allowed, first of all, and do you see this happen often? Do you see people who have been through the program or have gone through similar experiences come into our children to be a mentor to the mothers or to the children to help them out because of experiences they had? 
Absolutely, and thank you for asking that. We do, we um, have women that are, we consider alumni, that do come and give back. But the great thing about mentorship, it's not necessarily only that they're in the pro that they're in the mentorship program. Mm-hmm. But we have women that's formerly incarcerated that has lived in our programs that are now working for us. Wow. And so that's another way that they are mentors to each other. Um, we have opportunities that come in and anytime we look for a grant, we try to find grants also that will help to support some of the needs of our staff because some of them are coming out after many years. And so they're formally incarcerated as well as the women that they're serving. So the organization, when I say wrap around, we address the issues that maybe staff members are facing that you think, oh, you're okay because you're here working on this side of the table. No, we want to be able to support that as well, but they then become mentors to the women that are in the program. We also have a peer, a person that um, is a peer specialist that really works with our women and advocates on um, various issues that they may need. And so um, she comes and she does mentoring for women that also, primarily the ones that have done long stints in, uh, while they're incarcerated. Uh, the other piece, this is not exactly mentoring, but I wanted to just give you another sense of how this works, mentoring mm-hmm. for us. We have a host family. So kids uh, live all over the country, right, for, for mom is incarcerated because maybe auntie is in North Carolina and she takes the child. Well, what happens is that child needs to visit her mother so what we or his mother. So what we do is we have a program that will fly that child to a host family in um, Westchester. This is a woman or man or family mem- families who say, I will take a child for the weekend so that they can visit their mom. They visit their moms. We pick them up from the host family. They go visit with mom for maybe four or five hours. Then they come back to the host family and go back the next day. That is a wonderful way that we get to engage them. But those parents, those host families, over years become mentors to those kids because they stay in touch because the child has been coming almost every three to four months, let's say, to see the child or even once a year, and they're coming to that same host family. We also have buses that will go to Albion, Buffalo, and other places to pick up kids, bring them down to Bedford Hills and Taconic so that they'll get to see their mother and bring them back. And all of those things are mentorships because our staff in that bus um, are mentoring and, and really working with those, those children as they're coming, and over the years they get to know them. So we have kids here that have grown up in the program because they've gone through our host families and other um, ways of engaging them. It fosters such a great community based on what you're saying. And I really like how everybody's in it for each other in that sense. And what you were talking about host families brings up uh, another question that I wanted to ask. Um, Are the host families volunteers or are they part of the program as workers? And if so, volunteers, tell us about volunteering opportunities for people to help out with our children. Sure. So we, they are volunteers. And we have quite a few individuals that will just reach out and say, hey, I really want to be able to um, assist in some way. And then we offer them these myriads of opportunities, especially when they live in Westchester. And we know that we're able to, you know, we always are looking for host families. 
So they can go on our website and <clears throat> click on the volunteer opportunity and submit their applications. Or they can also email me directly, ataylor at ourchildren.org, um, so that we can um, engage them in really helping out. But those host families are volunteers. Most of the people, the wonderful thing about this place, I have never met so many volunteers in my <laughs> life. That is amazing. In a program, even our, our working women's program, it's the, only the staff is funding. All the people that are doing the work are volunteers. Wow. Our food pantry has two primary staff members and one part-time, and everybody else is a volunteer. So we have a huge opportunity in our thrift stores, our food pantries, and along with mentoring um, and also our host families to be a part of our children if this is really important. You know, children need to be nurtured. They need a family bond. And supporting that connection between mother and child, and just even father and child, is the best thing that we can do as a society. Absolutely. Being able to have that bond and to make sure is like they feel loved, they feel cared for, they feel safe. It's going to be uh, so important to their development and then how they become uh, adults themselves and how they raise their families. It's always just going to keep trickling down. And it's great, the community that you are fostering right there by making sure everybody gets as much as they need. Yeah, a child's life should not be defined by the mother's sentence. No. It shouldn't. And so what we're doing is this holistic supportive programming in order to change that. No, terrific. Absolutely terrific with what you have going on there. And I love the sense of volunteering community and just the love that's being poured into this. So we're, we've been talking a lot about uh, the programs and everything within it and people volunteering now. So now I'm curious about fundraising opportunities that you guys have. You did a um, holiday email campaign recently. Uh, is that correct? Yes, we did. We, our children is home. It's our, uh, uh, it's a campaign where we talk about a safe, nurturing, supportive place to call home. And each um, week from early November, well, I shouldn't say early November, from Thanksgiving, the Giving Tuesday to now, we've showcased a part of our program. So, for example, last week we showcased our. Um, uh, TOTS and, and, and Teen Scene programs where we talked about the fact that community is key to our programs and providing a place to call home where children from infants to teen can find educational opportunities, friendship, fun. The other thing is we provide these essential services so children are allowed to grow, learn, and develop while giving the women a peace of mind, which is so uh, important. The other mm. thing that I love about this is that the space for the teens, for the after-school um, and even the, the just the teen program, it provides a community that engages kids with similar experiences. They get to hang out. They get to learn conflict resolution. They address emotional needs, um, you know, by interacting with nurturing adults who are actually familiar with their circumstances. So this strong community of teens is just so important, um, and that's why we continue to do the work that we're doing each and every day. I love that. Something we were talking about with uh, one of our other guests, uh, Nick Kessler here with uh, WRV when we were talking about Shop of the Cop uh, in December. When people think about these various uh, programs that look to help children, a lot of the times the first thing that come to people's mind 
is young children, such as like under 10. But I feel like sometimes, uh, especially in media, the teens are kind of almost forgotten. It's like, oh, they're old enough. They can take care of themselves. But there's so much development and so much going on. These are key moments in their lives right then. And if they don't have that proper guidance and that security, who, who knows what will happen uh, in development and adulthood and if they're just going to follow in certain unfortunate footsteps, you don't know. So having that kind of structure and people with similar experiences and people there to help is such a crucial thing. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I love about this agency, and I've only been here since January 31st of 2022. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a new executive director, a nun for Sister Tisa uh, Fitzgerald. She founded the um, organization and um, has since moved on um, after 30-something years. And what I loved about the vision is the fact that you know, her belief that love really does make a, a difference, but also that change takes time. So the way that that's replicated in our programming is that we don't say you have a year to stay here, two years or three years. We say whatever time you need to build family, because what we're wholeheartedly believing in is a person's potential to change, that every child have a right to a stable and secure family, and that we stand beside the family to serve them to achieve their potential. And that family does include that teenager, and it does include that child in the after school. And we, we take kids in. Some programs don't take children. They take children up to a certain age. We say, we take you, you're a child, you're a teenager, we're going to figure out how to take you and your mom. Um, in order to help because, you know, why should we separate the family if we don't have to? So your comments about um, teens are so timely because those several years of turmoil that they experience already for regular teens, imagine adding that your mother is incarcerated, that you're living in a program, you had ACE and all these other things. So that's what we want to be there for is to be a support for these uh, children. And God bless that you are there to be there for them. Again, you're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's Public Affairs and Issues Program. We have been talking with Alethea Taylor, Executive Director at Our Children. And I just got to say, happy almost one year. I didn't know that you were one year there, but that is incredible. Uh, definitely something to celebrate with all that. that uh, absolutely incredible. Um, as we wrap up, I do want to ask about this. Uh, you had your email campaign with fundraising uh, uh, wrapping up real soon for the holidays, but you have another big... Uh, uh, fundraising uh, event program going on later in May. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. That's our Mother's Day program. So we celebrate motherhood every year by having a luncheon. And this year we're having it in, um, we're looking to do it closer to New York City. We usually do it in what, uh, Upper Westchester area. And so this time we're doing it more in Mount Vernon's, Yon Vernon and Yonkers so that people from the, uh, from the city could also commute. What, the purpose of the luncheon, one, is to raise money, of course, but it focuses on the prisons program. A lot of times we're getting funding for Long Island City, but those programs inside the prison, we need to be able to augment the services, and we offer services for free. So buy the toys and the gift cards and <clears throat> buy the curriculums that we need. We do have a contract with the Department of Corrections, but we utilize other funding, individual funds, um, that really helps 
to booster those programs. So if a mom is not able to communicate with her child in a way that's effective, we can actually help um, by either pro providing some sort of funding or a case manager, whatever it is that that person needs. So. Um, that is where the, the Mother's Day luncheon really is um, significant. So I'll give you one quick example. Last year, the Mother's Day luncheon in 2021, the purpose of it was to buy a new van because, of course, wow. we need to transport children. So we were able to raise the money to buy a new van at, um, for the organization. And when I came in in March... I saw um, we delivered, they delivered the new van. So we're so thankful for people who support our children, and we continue to ask for help. And we continue to encourage you to go to our website, ourchildren.org, and please uh, contribute to the organization. Absolutely incredible, Alethea. I love that. Now, for everybody listening, you can find all the links and contacts associated with this episode on the description of this, along with the In Touch tab on the station that you're listening to. Alethea, thank you so much for your time. I have one last question before we wrap up, and this one is probably a little more personal. With one year that you've been there now, what is it in particular, that thing that has meant so much to you throughout this one-year experience being the executive director at Our Children? Working with people who love your mission. I have never worked in an organization, I'm telling you, Connor, that have people that is just so focused on mission and talk about mission. One of the things that I, why I decided to take this job was my purpose is to serve women who are formerly incarcerated or incarcerated to help them and guide with voice and choice. And everyone that I am working with feels similar about that love makes a difference, these are some of our values, and that change takes time. And that's repeated in everything. And even if things go wrong, they say things like, well, you know what, we need to stick to our mission because what is our mission? So I think the mission of the organization and loving that to continue to help us to journey, that's the one thing um, that I must say that has resonated in the last year. And the reason why I will be here for a long time, because I, I really love this place and I love the work that we do. That is so beautiful, Alethea. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for so much of what you're doing with our children. Again, all the information of our children will be in the description of this episode along with the In Touch tab of the radio station you were listening on. Alethea, thank you so, so much and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank you again, Connor. This has been this week's edition of In Touch, the public affairs and issues program that runs across Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley radio stations. We want to give a big thank you to Alethea Taylor. To learn more about Our Children, visit OurChildren.org. Remember, that is Our with an H. Of course, all links and information can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you to everyone who listened to In Touch in 2022. Last year saw a lot of growth for this program, and we expect even more to come in 2023. You can find In Touch episodes new and old on your favorite streaming services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. That and listen on demand with your Town Square radio station mobile app. Of course, you can still find all articles and audio under the In Touch tab on this radio station's app and website. Don't forget, we're also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at InTouch underscore HV. We're booking guest spots for 2023. We have a whole year ahead of us, and I can't wait to see how all of our spots get filled up. 
Whether you have a topic you want discussed or you want to be a guest, the best way to contact us is through the main office number, 845-471-1500, or email direct to connor.walsh at townsquaremedia.com. I've been your host, Connor Walsh. Until next time, stay curious, keep an open mind, and as always, I'm glad we get to spend some time. <laughs>